Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Hey there, today I just wanted to talk to you um, parents that are raising kids in today's society and I just want to empower you as a parent. Um, I feel like a lot of your sense of being able to trust your instincts and being able to um, really parent your children is, has been, is being or has been taken from you and I think that and these, I'm going to express my opinions about it and what I see and and my ad, advice and my support of you as a parent, um, and and you can do with it what what you will. <laughs> it may not be the advice for for everybody. I know that there's a lot of different listeners that have different opinions about how much parents should um, be in control and um, be in charge, and so. I just I want to talk about this today, and and I'm, I want to give some examples of some things where I feel like we've really kind of um, I think lost some common sense about what is okay and what's not okay. So um, this isn't a cover for for everything, and and I I just you know I want you to know that I understand that um, you know part of what I do as a parent coach is I meet you where you are, and everybody's in a little different place of their journey. Some parents have made some mistakes and feel really bad about the mistakes that they've made. And so then they don't, they don't feel like they have the right to, um, to maybe, um, guide their family or to be in, in, um, charge of what's happening in their household because of the way it was before. And so I meet people where they're at with that and we walk gently together through that process. So today may seem kind of sharp and drawing some lines um, in what I have to say, but just know that I'm also a parent coach and, and do want to meet you where you are. So here's the thing is that, you know, I think that with all of the choices that we feel like we need to give kids today and there's, I think that kids are growing up with a lot of insecurity and a lot of anxiety. And I believe that this isn't the answer for for all of it, but I think that a big piece has to do with that they do have to make so many decisions and so many choices and and there's nothing that's just laid out for them that they know that this is the way it is. And I think some of that is because our society is moving away from that. Like we don't want people to have um, that kind of strong, you know, hold on on what they believe and what they are going to do about situations. But I feel that it really is a problem for for everybody, <laughs> but I especially see it in raising children. I think that it is really important that as kids grow and start to explore their own themselves and who they are and um, you know all of those things that there is room for them to have that place to investigate that their feelings and their thoughts about different beliefs and um, and things that may differ from what you've what you believe but as their children growing up in your home I also think it's important for them to know what you believe and why you believe it and and that you guide your family based on those beliefs that 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 you've been given this opportunity to raise these children and um and that they they need to grow up in in that 
knowing kind of, you know, where you stand on certain things. So, so that's my first encouragement is this, that parents would not be afraid to, um, train up a child in the way that they should, they should go. And, um, and how we do that, of course, I think it has to be done appropriately with the right skills and the right tools. But I think that you have to have permission, first of all, to have ways that you would like things, so what you want your family to be, how you want to raise your kids. Um, and I think that, that we should be respectful, um, as, especially as counselors, when we're talking to kids about very personal things, that we also stand by their parents because I think that's that's really important for kids to to have that that belief so the other piece of this is not quite so much like that it really has to do with the way that that things are happening in your home so um, I work with parents with kids of all ages and one thing that I'm always amazed about is how much that is just allowed Right, and, and the reason, and I know that there's a lot of different reasons why those things are allowed. And a lot of parents will tell me like, we've tried all these different things and, and their behaviors just, you know, are this way. And, and there's a lot of, you know, well, it's because they, you know, have ADHD or it's because they have oppositional defiance or it's because, you know, they're, they had trauma or, you know, all these different things. And, and I think that, that those are, those are reasons why things are happening. I think it's important to know what's going on with your kid and what's happening inside of their brain. But I also feel like there still has to be <clears throat> some expectations and, and standards in, in what, in spite of that, right? Like, even though this is what's happened, like these are still our expectations and this is still the standard that we're following. We may have to adjust that if it's unrealistic based on, you know, where, where your kids are at, what they've been through, what they what they can actually do. But most cases, and, and what I'm really talking about today is is just, you know, just basic parenting that people are afraid to do. Like they're afraid to tell their kids no. And then when their kids can't handle a no, then kids, it's like they're avoidant to it, right? And then it becomes pathological that the um, the amount of like fits and struggle that the kids have when they're when they're told no and i'm not saying that it's not real that they are oppositional or that it's not real that they have a, an avoidance disorder you know all of those things it's it's certainly real when they're melting down and having a fit or throwing everything off of the shelves because you know somebody tried to redirect them um it's happening at schools it's happening in the home it's it's real but I guess where, for me, where the rubber hits the road is like, what are we gonna do about it? So, you know, I was recently working with a parent whose child did not wanna go to school. And I'm just gonna explain the situation because if it's not just one family that I work with, like this is this is very similar story in a lot of the kids that I work with. Um, the ages different are different, but it's very similar. So the child doesn't wanna go to school, um, the parent can understand that because they hated school. They don't like talking to the school. They don't like the teacher. They don't like the classroom. Um, the parents are saying this, or they don't like the school administration. Those, you know, the schools put a lot of pressure on the parents about getting the kids to school, but the parents might not feel like they're getting the help. So there's a kind of this negative relationship that the parent has with the school sometimes too. And then there's, there's this, 
this thing going on with this kid. And, and what the kids almost always will say is that they, they don't have any friends, they're being bullied, um, they, they are not understanding what's happening in class and they're not getting the help that they want. So these are all very common things that the kids are telling the parents. So then the parents are talking to the school about, you know, my kids are being bullied and the school saying, um, you know, maybe they're not, or maybe your child's getting in fights, or maybe your child doesn't have any friends, they're not getting along with anybody, but they're, maybe they're not asking for help. You know, there's a, a lot of things happening at school that, that the parents may not be aware of as well. Even, and then, and then even if the school is trying to tell the parents, like, this is what happened, it's, if there's already a negative view, the parents are not looking at that as like information and, and the school trying to be on the same team. Instead, they're like, oh, now they're expecting me to fix this, but this was something that happened at school. So there's very much this us and them that happens. It's very common in these families that have these these same problems. Um, for the most part, I would say that if your kids um, have have friends at school, then, then the social part of it enough is enough to get them to go to school. They may be having problems like turning their homework in or staying caught up or, you know, other other things that, and, and even behaviors at school. But by and large, the kids that are really like saying that they, they don't want to go to school or even some kids that are that are going to school okay because it's not an option, they're going to school, um, but they're continually having problems at school with friends or making friends or having friends or playing on the playground. Um, they're kind of in that same group. They're almost always saying that they're being bullied. No one likes them. Um, and and so I want to explore this because there's there's a couple of things about it. One is there is no way that I want to tell you to not believe that your child's having a hard time at school and with friends. But I want you to also realize that your child has a hard time making friends, having relationships, knowing the relational um, reciprocal part of relationships, right? They don't have good social skills. They don't have good social language skills, even in your home. You're, and so I'm not talking about kids that are that have really good relationships in their home with their siblings, with their family, and they go to school and they're, and they're bullied in these really, really bad ways that we know some kids are. I'm talking about kids that aren't getting along with anybody anywhere. And if you're really honest and realistic about your kids, like you know that they don't have friends and that when they do have friends, they don't keep them for very long. And that probably a good part of it, at least 50%, if not more, has to do with the way that your child is relating with other kids and how they're coming across. So I just, I think that it's important to keep that in mind, that this is a problem that your child has in themselves um, relating with the rest of the world. And, and um, if they're not being picked on for something specific, like maybe they come from a strong religious family and they're being picked on about that, and so they're not, because they're not allowed to do certain things that other kids are allowed to do, that's completely different than just in general, that they don't have friends, they don't get along with anybody, they're not getting along with their teachers, they're not getting along with their parents, they don't get along with authority. Like this is, this is something that we have to work on in the home with your child specifically, and it doesn't have, it's not something that, that the school has to do something to fix the circumstances to make it more compatible. And I think that's the other part of what I wanted to talk about was that um, the other part of our job as parents is that we 
have to help our kids to work through challenges. We cannot always just attack the challenge or the, the circumstance, right? If we really believe that that we are able, like we, I want to encourage you to believe, let me say it this way, that we are capable of overcoming difficult situations. And so you may have a lot of empathy for what your child's going through because you understand their, their past, you know what they've already gone through, or you may feel guilty because of what's happened and why they've gone through that. Or you may just really strongly identify with what they're going through because maybe you hated school and maybe you were bullied and all of these things. So um, you're coming at it from a, a, that place. And I don't want to take that from you because I think that we should be empathetic to our kids and we should feel for them. But, but we have to want to support them enough to help them to get through and rise above these challenges. That's that's the key. Otherwise, if we go and we try to deal with the school only and tell them like, you know, all these people, you know, make them make them be friends with my kid, make them, you know, deal all this stuff. We don't allow our kids the opportunity to grow and change. They in order to grow and change, we have to be uncomfortable. If we, if they're fine, if everybody's making it easy for them like, oh, they're not getting along with anybody at school and all the teachers are bad and they don't they don't listen and they're not getting any work done and all of that. So I'm just going to homeschool them. I'm just going to take them out of that situation. Um, I'm not saying that that's not a good solution if, if that's what you decide to do as your family, but the families that are really struggling with a lot of this, this stuff are also not going to be able to have their child be compliant and do schoolwork at home either because the relationship isn't there either. You do not want to now be in the position as the mom and the parent, I mean, as the mom and the teacher. So, that's not a quick, that's not going to fix it, right? Like we still have these stuff that we need to deal with. I do recommend sometimes that we take kids out of school so that we can work on some of these things, but we want to have them be able to find their, their place and their ability to be able to, to get the help that they need, to be able to ask for help, to be able to use these different tools and, um, that we, that we work on at home. So, um, I just I just see a lot of parents like really jump kind of down the school's throat about, you know, my child says they're being bullied, you know, all of these different things. So so in this example of this kid that didn't want to go to school, you know, that you have an you have an over sympathetic parent um that struggles with this because the child is is supposedly getting bullied, but um but there's not the ability to like to, to help them to really deal with it and to to work through it. You know, it's just like, oh, I feel sorry for him and I feel bad making him go to school. And then, you know, a lot of bad things said about the school. I've tried to talk to the school and, you know, they're not listening to me and they're not fixing it. And and so then the, the child's hearing this stuff like they hear the conversations that's happening you know, with the school, they hear the parent saying, um, I don't like this school, or I've seen the kids bully my kid. I've seen all of this stuff happen. It's like your child is now the victim and you're, you're making them more and more the victim with the things that you're saying. You're not working with the school. You're not working with your child to, to get through it. Instead, you're, you're saying like, this is the stuff that's happening to my child. And they have no, it's not their, like, they're not doing anything anything to to warn it. I mean, I've had kids that really are really mean, aggressive kids. They have charges, you know, for 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 basically bullying their parents and their siblings 
And, and yet the kids are telling me and telling their parents that they're bullied at school. And, and, and the parents are like coming around this kid who's these kids who are basically kind of mean kids, you know, that that's actually in different reports that the other kids are afraid of these kids and things like that. And yet, um, there's just this lack of like really understanding that what's going on here is is a lot more internal inside of the child and that they they may have a lot of behaviors they you know and it may, could be because of trauma that they're pushing everybody away or that they're afraid to engage i know that you know i've worked with 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 a lot of kids that they 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 strike first you know so that everyone stays away but they they have to learn the social skills of how to be a friend in order to have friends. And we wanna encourage our kids to learn those skills and not just write everybody in the in their world off, right? Um, because on the flip side of that, we want them to make good friends and we want them to know how to do that, right? To, to be around other people that are healthy and stuff like that. So so it's just a work that has to be done that 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 can't, it can't just it doesn't just happen in a vacuum kids have to be taught how to do this just like i believe in our families siblings have to be taught how to work with each other and how how to talk to each other and how to interact and social skills these social social language skills are a part of the of brain functioning that our kids have to be taught to to learn and it's it's not going to just happen by putting them in a a special social skills group you know, I mean, but but I do think if, if it's really purposeful, like there are things that they can learn and they could maybe make friends, you know, the problem is, is that the kids don't all wanna be friends with the, with those friends, right? Like it's the other people that they wanna be friends with. So, so it, I think, you know, really at home is one of the best places to teach it, but it changes the brain when we, when we work on these skills. So it's so important because the way that their brain's functioning isn't gonna, is it going to help them? And and you as a parent, like you have to take a more, I think a really more practical viewpoint of it because you cannot control everything that's happening outside of your home. So it's like, so when you look at what's happening in your home and what you're teaching your child, then you can start to have them, hey, remember we did this at home, we worked on this. So if somebody says this to you, what can you say? What can you do? If, if someone isn't letting you play, like, what can you do? What can you say? You know, you're, we have to work on those things so that you, and you, and you may feel like, oh, well, then my child won't think that I believe them or, or my child won't think I care. It's like, no, like, this is, this is what you, what, this is how we care is we help people to get through it. We don't just enable them to be victims their whole life. Like we, it's, it's not, it's not the same as like in the old days when we just tell kids to, you know, fight somebody and, and then they would, you know, win. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying we have to help support kids and how to have social skills. Because what I'm seeing is more and more kids don't have any good social skills. And if more and more kids are having diagnosis and, and having reasons why they, why they can't do these things and why they can't listen to adults, then we're going to have more and more of these kinds of problems because it's basically a, a, a way that that people are right now like that we're not learning these skills if if most of your kids friends 
are on the internet and they play games together and that's their friendships, like that's their connection with people, they're not gonna learn these social skills that way. Yes, they have friends and so they don't feel so lonely, you know, and, and but we're not we're still not teaching that and we're still not helping the brain to function the way it needs to function with those skills. So with this child that I worked with recently that didn't want to go to school um, and the mom was being all sympathetic, I had to have the mom be quiet and say, listen, there's no alternative here. The bus is going to be here in four minutes. We're going to help you walk out to the bus or you can walk out there with us, you know, by yourself. And because she was young, like um, we were able to do that. We basically escorted her to the bus and put her on the bus and let the school know that she was coming in kind of as a hot mess and that they should have somebody there to meet her at the bus so that she could get off the bus and and um, get, get to where she needed to be in her classroom. We wanna build, we build trust for our kids when they know that all of the adults are there. Like, even though you don't wanna go, even though you have these fears or anxiety, um, we are entrusting you to these adults in this place because we, we, we are putting our trust there. And if the kids feel that you can't put your trust there, then it really is like you're sending them into the lion's den and you're and and yet you're expecting them to be okay with that. And if that's really the case that you don't feel like this school is the right school and all that, don't just keep bad mouthing the school and the teachers and everybody else that's there to try to make it safe for your kid and everybody else, and then expect your kid to go there and do what they're supposed to do because this just doesn't work that way. You have to have a united front with your school team and as the adults, like we have to stand shoulder and shoulder and say like, this is, this is what we can do and we can help you to learn these skills, but we cannot help you learn the skills if, if, if we're fighting with the, with the other people that are trying to do what they can to do their job to teach that. So that's what I wanted to say today. Um, it's hopefully empowering to you as a parent that yes, you can be the parent. You can say to your child, like regardless of all the reasons why they don't want to go to school, that yes, you are going to go to school. You can be in charge of their education because um, that's what parents do. They make the choices about whether kids go to school or not. Um, if we left it up to the kids, we would have a lot more absences. And actually that's what's happening is that we have a lot of kids that that are missing lots and lots of days of school um, because they just don't want to go or be, or because they have these anxieties and we haven't helped them to work through it. So um, I want to help you to raise strong kids and I want to help you to build a bridge to the better future of what you want your family to be. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take work, but I'm here to help you. I'm a parent coach. would love to work with you. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.